The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch. Because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Yes, and welcome Yo. to the Wolf and Our podcast We, we, we need to, I don't like to do this, it's sort of a bit negative We need to start with an apology That we didn't a have a bonus apology. Are we going to tell them honestly Why there was no bonus episode of the Wolf and Our yeah, I think I think yeah, I think we have to be honest on this. So, guys, we recorded uh, two podcasts on the one day off that we'd had. Pretty much, what do you think we'd had? Form a day off in about a month, wasn't it? That we both had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we recorded two. One that you guys heard on Wednesday, uh, and the second one no one will ever hear because it was. I mean, to say uh, it was turgid it, would when be. Yeah, uh, when Tim Tom says no one will ever hear, what I mean is we have deleted all records of it because it's. It's, it's I listened to the awful. opening three minutes and I started crying. I, I, I guess we can give you a bit of a pricey. So basically, what happened was it's like Tom's right, right? So so we 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 had our first day off in a month. We thought let's get let's get this podcast done, and um, we we started doing it. And it's one of these things that happened where Tom and I threw our faces. We didn't actually say it out loud because we we were too worried to. But through our faces, conf- like sort of conveyed to each other that we didn't think this was going well in terms of chat and stuff. Yeah. Right? So we recorded the main episode. We recorded the bonus episode. The bonus episode, somebody emailed in about a fight, right? And then what followed? About uh, fighting and gen- like just asked a fight, the Who would win in a scrap or something? Oh, yeah, what are you like in a scrap? And then Tom and I, well, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Tom. You've been quite even-handed about this, but let's be absolutely honest. It's mainly me that's at fault here. I then, yeah. I then tell, I reckon, about six consecutive anecdotes about a fight I got into when I was a kid. None of them had any comedic merit whatsoever. You you became like a drunk guy in Weatherspoons showing off about 100%. A... Do, you know, do you know when you're in your 20s, right? And right. like, that that's that's all blokes want to talk about. So like, so he's gone for me, right? And I've gone, nah, you ain't getting me like that, right? So I've gone inside him, right? He's not expecting it. Bang, 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 into the ribs. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on, right? So then your think... face was so close to the camera. Like, you were almost like, <laughs> you were almost inside my computer how aggressive you got. It was like, it was a whole other level of like, I mean, you know, we, we'd sort of, we'd had Wednesdays uh, was sort of this grumpy rom and then aggressive rom came into the ring and it was like, wow, this is something I've never seen before. He had his top off for the last half of it. Yeah, I was just fucking, I was just banging my chest and like screaming and then like pouring like, 
baby all her life, must. It was mental. <laughs> Number one, right? Number one. Like, I love the idea of you thinking that it's really aggressive and quite tough to pour baby all over like, yourself in a fight. <laughs> no, because they can't grab you. They can't get you. They yeah, get, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, get, they, yeah, they can't get any pressure. That's why the guy walked away. Yeah. That's why he walked away. He was yeah. so scared of the baby oil. I was glistening in baby oil. Yeah. All right, mate. Yeah, no, yeah, I, said to him, I said to him, no, hold on a fucking second. You want to go? You want to go? So luckily I had some baby oil in my bum bag, right? So I just said to him, just wait a fucking second, mate. <laughs> just wait a second. So I'm rummaging around in it. I'm thinking, once I get this out, you ain't going to be able to get hold of me, mate. I remember actually years ago, I went on holiday and um, uh, it was like a lad's holiday. And, you know, like when sort of out of nowhere, everyone started having these games of water polo. It was sort of like became what? the big one of the big things to do. Doing the what? T- what are you talking about? You know, water polo. I know water polo. I, I know that you're putting the emphasis on the wrong word. It's water polo. What, what are you saying? saying? Well, you're saying water polo. No, that is it. Water polo. Yeah, no, but <laughs> what I'm saying is water polo. Water polo. There you go. Now you said it. Why does it matter which one? It doesn't no, matter. It, do, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not. I'm, by the way, let me just hold my hands up and say it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. I think, and, and I the, respect the, you. My emphasis should be on polo. Why? Why? Because, because polo's it, but, the big thing in the mix, right? If I just went, oh, water polo, you wouldn't know. You go water what? Whereas if I go water polo, you know that I've said water polo's the big thing, right? I think both of Otherwise, those things. I'm just are, are, That that assumes that if you go swimming, you just refer to it as water. <laughs> yeah, but if you if I said, "Oh, what are you, like, you up to?" Oh, I'm just gonna go do water. What? Yeah, but you know what I meant, wouldn't you? I know what you mean, but I'm not having a go. If, at no, you. if I did, but I, I, if I, I didn't I'm turn just... around to you and you went, "Oh, where did you go last Tuesday?" I go, "Oh, I just went water." Would you yeah. know what I meant? No, I don't think I would. You wouldn't go, oh, you probably went swimming. Well, try, try, try as an experiment. You're going off to do, you're going off to film something later today, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, just go. I'm filming a thing I'm, with I'm, Jamie Redknapp, so he, yeah, that yeah. will do me a favor, for Jamie. Do, do me a favour. Jamie, Jamie won't have heard this by the time you go and do this. I don't know why I'm explaining how time works. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, go, go up to Jamie, and, yeah. and when he says to you, what have you been up to today? He's got this morning, just a bit of water. See what, yeah, he, said, see what he said. See if he knows yeah. that means he went swimming. I'll try and record it. As a sound clip. Yeah, do a little, like, undercover... Wear a wire type thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm here now with Jamie Redknapp, and this is, as we said on the podcast, it's a battle between me and Mum. Jamie has to say what he thinks this means when I ask him, okay? So, Jamie, you haven't, 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 we haven't cheated. You don't know what I'm going to say, do you? No idea, Thomas. Okay, Jamie, if I was to say, yeah, I'm going in water, what would you think, what activity would you think I'm going to do? Swimming. So, and you, ha- you haven't been preempted? No, it's just, it's obvious, isn't it? Exactly. So, Rom, you're a fucking idiot. Jamie has qualified what I say, what I was saying is right. I win again. Back down, Rom. Back down, bro. Anyway, it becomes very competitive, these water polo games, in this really shitty hotel that we're all staying in, in Megaloof. Right. And so, but like, and then you've got, so you had like, you know, northern lads, southern lads, you had a bunch of boys from Cornwall, Birmingham. People from all around England, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Different guys. And uh, I was actually pretty good at water polo, as it turned out. I was tall. I had a decent enough throw on me. Um, But it used to get quite rough. And, um, you know, occasionally you'd sort of break into sort of like sort of like little scraps or whatever. It was quite sort of, you know, I'd say actually at times I'd say it was probably one of the most entertaining sports endeavours I've ever been a part of, right? Uh, and well, I what, what, a damning, what a damning indictment of soccer aid, by the way. <laughs> if you saw, there was a lot more action. Literally, <laughs> I've seen more active statues of me at soccer aid. <laughs> I had to get warmed off to, I had to get warmed up to come off the fucking pitch and sit on the bench. That's literally it's, <laughs> there's so many uh, instructions that I had to try and remember in my head and it just killed me in soccer but day three I'm like people are grabbing me they're dunking me in the water it becomes quite like you know physical so I absolutely cope myself in coconut oil mm. so when people are trying to grab me I'm just slipping out of their hands sure um, yeah and it was uh, mate it literally before you knew it Everyone playing was just covered, lathered in coconut oil in the pool. 
and the pool just had like a film on the top of it. So it basically, it sort of basically evolved into essentially like a Pornhub search item. Lads, yeah. <laughs> naked lads covered in baby oil, grapple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all, all with this, I just remember like, I remember like, because this would take place, you'd have like a maybe a two hour slot where the water polo in the afternoon when everyone was waking up and, uh, would like sort of do you know what I mean, come out of bed or a bit hungover, whatever, have a bit of food and play water polo. But I just remember the next day, just sort of like if you coming home from a club or whatever early in the more, early hours and just seeing this pool just with like like a slipstream of baby mm. oil across. Like the, the top, top of, of a curry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get a curry out of the fridge the next day and you're eating it, <laughs> and it's all just congealed. It's such it's such a horrible reminder of how some places do curries. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you don't get that everywhere, but some no, places, no. and it's not a bad reflection on the curry because it's often delicious. But like that, yeah. Sort yeah of... But also, you know, when you go, oh, I had a really health. I had a brindle bhaji last night, and in my mind, brindle bhaji is really, really healthy. It looks healthy when it's hot and steaming. The next day, when it's all congealed and it's been in the fridge for twelve hours, just doesn't look the same look. It's so, it's, mood, just, yeah. yeah, it's so mad. Like, like, so many times you sort of eat and you go, this is great, this is great. Put it in the fridge. And then when you get it out, you go, this doesn't even look like it's fit for human consumption, let alone oh, like a delicious mate. thing that I paid a fair bit of wedge for. I had a disgustingly big Chinese last night. Talk me through your order, please. So prawn toast, two helpings yeah. of chicken balls, shredded yeah. chili beef, Malaysian yeah. battered chicken. Yeah. Uh, Spring rolls, veggie and yeah. duck, prawn crackers, Thai chicken curry, egg fried rice. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. it was one can I ask you, I can ask you a question? What, what, what's your problem with uh, sauce? What do you mean? Well, what I mean is, is in that order, there's a lot of dry items there. As far yeah, as no, no, I have the sweet and sour sauce with the balls and I just uh, fucking drench it in that. Oh right, okay. Because you got the you got the Thai yeah. green curry with the sauce. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't be bothered to cook yesterday. West Ham had won, so I was celebrating. Congratulations! And I sort of, thank you, thank you. Uh, so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and order this mammoth Chinese. But yeah, but my point being, I, you know what Chinese was? I always as I'm eating it, and before I feel so excited, or I'm I'm so enthralled by being a part of it, and then afterwards I just feel so disgusting. I lay there watching Line of Duty like a big fat whale. Yeah. And I, you know what? This is fucking a sad indictment where my life. Talking about my, you know, some of my great sporting endeavours of like playing water polo in fucking 96, 97 out in Magaluf and soccer. I couldn't get off the sofa yesterday. Yeah. Have you been there in that position? I, have I been there? Brother, yeah. I, I sometimes I feel like I live there, mate. You know, that, that, that eating to that, eating to that point. Like, like, there's so many things that you just said there that I recognise. Like, you know, like over-ordering from a takeaway to yeah. the point where Lisa looks at me like a disappointed mother. Do you know what I mean? He's done yeah. it again. I don't know how many yeah. times I have to talk to him about it. I don't know if we we have to get someone in to have a chat with him about it. But, you know, like she just goes to me, why the, fu- why the fuck are you ordering so much food? And I, and I, and I go to her, like, you know, we have it tomorrow. She goes... A takeaway can just be one small meal, you know. It, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. Th- this is how I feel. I get as excited about the prospect of eating it the next day as I do about the prospect of having that night. Yeah, so, no, no, yeah, so, no, so, no. When you, we're not, so at the end of the meal, sometimes I look across and I think, fucking hell, I'm a, I've got a great day ahead of me tomorrow. Do you mean? <laughs> you just throw it all in a wrap. Is that what you do? Mate, if I'm having current, if it's a look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak candidly here. I've got to say, a curry <clears throat> the next day is arguably better than the day you order it. Okay. It might not look amazing. You heat that baby up, you put it in a nice wrap, especially if you get a brioche wrap. <clears throat> Chinese, I'm 50-50 on. If you, and, and you know the sad things, there's hard, there was hardly anything left mm. yesterday. I, this is how I feel I am when I'm ordering at any sort of takeaway. I feel that the Titanic is going down and I'm one of four people at the buffet resigned to the fact that I'm going down with the ship, so I'm just yeah. going to eat and eat and eat. And that's yeah. how I feel when I'm ordering a t- yeah. like, like it's the last meal I've ever, yeah. I'll ever have. I, I order as if the cuisine of that country will be made illegal from tomorrow. I, 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 I look at it like it's like a really long, drawn-out fucking suicide bin. 
And that was the one How did he that... kill himself? <laughs> Over 20 years of ordering saturated fats. <laughs> yeah. And it's fine. We think this is the spring roll that finally did it. <laughs> You're talking about a man who, or, whose wife didn't like spring rolls, but he ate, ate, ate spring rolls of different variants every time he ordered the Chinese. <laughs> Like, you know, when you, I was watching it, like, so I had line of duty on last night. It's like, so it was about quarter past 20 past nine. The Chinese has been sitting out since about seven. And as I'm watching it, I just sort of keep on glancing over my shoulder at, um, <laughs> at these three spring rolls that I know are sitting there. And at quarter past nine, I ate them. <laughs> and like, I couldn't get them out of my head. You know? <laughs> It's like when Bob Hoskins sees Jessica Rabbit for the first time. <laughs> literally just like peering over my shoulder. Can I tell you something? The reason I'm laughing is, one, because it's funny, but two, I, ca I, can't, I can't tell you how much I fucking relate to it, man. Now, yeah. one, of, one of the most heartbreaking things I think can happen in a meal is if you're eating spring rolls, and, and as, as often I do, I'm not, you know, this whole thing where they advise you eat consciously, engage with what you're doing. The number of times I fucking inhale a meal without even looking down, right? <laughs> what, one, of, one of the most heartbreaking <laughs> things you can do is be eating spring rolls, think you've got three left, and look down there's, and, and there's only two because you've miscounted oh. how many you've eaten. The, 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 yeah. Just the fucking devastation you feel. When, oh, it's, almost, it's almost, I would argue, it's almost like you've not had spring rolls at all. Because you're yeah. just sort of like, yeah. I, I'm working my way through and getting myself emotionally ready for the fact that this is going to be my last spring roll. And now the fucking rug's been pulled out from under me. The crispy it's, pastry rug has been pulled oh, from under my feet. It's such a, it's such a kick in the dick because you have to savour every moment. And it's also, it's like, you know, actually, I'll tell you what is the game changer of every, and this is actually not going to do my order that we've talked about quite. I, I love just sea. I love coating everything in seaweed. Really? Like, yeah. Oh my god, the salt, salty sweetness of seaweed. It's just seaweed is amazing. Um, so what? Do you, so so, so you put all, you 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 put your plate selection together. I'll make a base right. layer of the rice. Right. Okay, and then I'll have sort of like a little sort of smile almost of like the beige items, the fried deep fried stuff. Yeah, sure. The the golden the uh, golden arc. Yes, of the deep golden, fried shit. The golden arc, <laughs> and then I'll put like a bit of curry, a bit of shredded beef, a bit of Malaysian chicken. Nice, nice. Sweet sour sauce, dribbled. Is it dribbled or what do you say? I think dribble. What's the? Dribble, uh, yeah, yeah. There, mu there must be a chefy word for that when they do that little, yeah, that little thing. And yeah. then I just get the seaweed and I just sort of knock it and dust it all over it. That's lovely. Yeah, I was chicken it... satay as well. Weird. I don't, I don't I think you need to. But now I, f I feel I yeah I feel like grotty now though. I feel a bit. I, I haven't done enough fucking exercise recently, so what, I just what, what sort is, of yeah. My exercise situation is 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 becoming. Unacceptable now. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, keep I mean, doing, I keep doing like two days, and then thinking I've, I've like an idiot. I formed, I think I formed a habit. And then on the third day, I think I'm going to make this a break day, and then that break day lasts about a week, and then think I should yeah. get back to doing it. And it's not good for my, well, it's certainly not good for my body. What it isn't also good for is my head. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just it's bad, man. I played golf yesterday, and I looked at, I put on a polo shirt that. Before I started filming, filming King Gary, looked I looked really I, I felt I looked decent in. Mm. I put it on and I looked like I just looked like a fat old middle aged man who'd given up. Do you know what I mean? And I looked at myself and I thought, you know, like when you're playing in something like that as well, you sort of it's going to come untucked. It will sort of like you know you'll crouch down for the fucking ball and half your ass will be hanging out. Mm. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, but you just. Like, I went into golf yesterday on such a downer of just because of how fat, what a fat piece of shit I look mm. like. I, I, I really, honestly, mate, I, I want them to invent like a 360 mirror or something, right? Yeah. Because the number of times I have looked in the mirror and thought, never thought I've looked great. You look in the mirror and you think, I look passable. I, I am happy with that. But you sort of go, that's okay. But you are not represented by you holding you don't look like you're holding your stomach in front of the mirror it's just front on complete front on view to yeah. most people that see you so then inevitably what happens is is like you'll see there'll be a photo taken of you or something or so, you know you'll catch a reflection of yourself from an angle that is 
one of the 359 degrees that isn't the one that you fucking looked at and you look horrific and then you go oh, oh mate that's what that's what most people are saying okay all right cool well that's that's good i came i left the house with a little fucking molecule of self-esteem about how i looked and now i've essentially put that in the fucking hadron collider uh, never to mate, be seen again my stomach is just the thing that Overalls, everything. There, someone. So we got sent over the press deals from King Gary for the series, and and the photographer was very sweet. He's like, oh, I can't wait for you to see, you know, the stuff you've shot and go through it. So I start gliding through them, and then there's one where it's me and Laura Checkley standing back to back, and genuinely, I look like uh, I look like a pregnant woman in her third trimester. I look like who's pregnant with twins, or maybe even triplet. Like everything else, you just have this massive stomach that's just coming over my trousers, and honestly. You know what? For the rest of the, the rest of that day is a write-off. It's a write-off. And you know what what I should have done is gone, well, I'm gonna do something about this. I'm gonna go and, and do an hour's boxing and fucking, I'm gonna get on the rowing machine. But I didn't. I fucking sat, I watched a load of sp- people who have given their life to sport run around and do insane things. I then ate a fucking great, massive great Chinese and I literally felt sorry for myself. Mm. Like a sad old cat. Oh, here's the thing, just because you mentioned Chinese and cats. Uh, what do you, you what do you prefer, Chinese and Indian? Indian all day long, right? And you prefer cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. So I'm I'm utter, I, I, I've, I'm convinced there's a correlation between people who like cats also like Chinese food, and people who like dogs also really? like Indian food. I'm pretty sure. The NBA playoffs are here, and we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily... Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Could you email in to thewolfowlpod at gmail.com? Yes, yeah, if you that's, fall that's maybe into my favourite ever or, debate, or if you don't fall into that, we'd love to know. And what's mm. great about that is Lisa's going for the email, so send as many as you like. How's Lisa getting on with the emails? Is she enjoying it? She's she's enjoying it. Um, we actually got an email in saying that they think the quality of email selection has gone up since Lisa's taken over. Oh, so wow. can I just take this opportunity on behalf of both the wolf and the owl? To pass our thanks on to the shrew. No, I'm joking. Uh, on to Lisa. Shrew. The shrew. <laughs> Infamously. <laughs> the most attractive of animals. The shrew. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Lisa. Appreciate that. It was her birthday yesterday, actually. Yeah, how mad, right? So it was Lisa's birthday Sunday, and it was uh, my wife's birthday Saturday, Catherine's mm. birthday Saturday. Uh, uh, I... Uh, I'm away at the moment in a secret location that we can't. Uh, yeah, we can't, we, can't, we can't disclose. But I, I, um, I ordered. What did you get, Catherine, for her birthday? So I've got a pair of trainers that she loves yeah. and a bag yeah. that she hates. Um, oh so, no! Yeah, but she didn't. Look, you know what? It was one of those things where I she, she told me the sort of bag she likes, and I right. did, but I went renegade and I picked a bag that I thought she'd like, and it, in retrospect. I don't know what I was saying. I'm going to blame tiredness. I'm going to blame exhaustion. But yeah, it's not, it's not, it's a nice bag. It's a really nice bag, but it's just, it's just not practical for what it looks like. It's a really nice bag if she worked in a city. Do you know what I mean? And she went right. to work in an office every day, but she doesn't do either of those things. So it's just a really impractical bag for, for me to have brought. I, I'm not saying this for Catherine's benefit. Uh, I'm saying this genuinely. But when we're on set and you were talking about 
getting her a present for a birthday. It was actually very sweet because I could tell that you were genuinely, you genuinely wanted to get her like good stuff. I could tell that man. It was very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's been such a kick in the teeth. <laughs> no, but you know, what? I was, if I'm honest, I was arrogantly thinking in my head, I actually smashed Christmas, and mm. I got her a few gifts at Christmas that were I'd thought of, and she was like, "Oh my god, these are amazing!" So, um, yeah, I, I probably was a little bit like cocksure and the sort of you know, uh, and sort of yeah, I, I, I should have just I should have followed the, the the route laid. So I think I trainers, handbags, clothes, items. That's where I mean, what where what was your situation? What happened with you? Well, you know, I'm in a similar situation in that Lisa wanted a handbag, but um what's different between uh Lisa and Catherine is that Lisa has absolutely zero trust in my ability to display any kind of initiative uh or, or express my own uh taste. So she actually told me exactly which one she wanted. Um and then um I bought her some trainers that I chose. But I'm a bit nervous about the trains because they haven't arrived yet, right? So they're due to arrive while I'm away. And, um, you know, sometimes I, 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 just the person I was, I'm getting them from so is taking a little bit of time. But this is what threw me a little bit, right, is that I, I did a little test. And even though the test went the wrong way, I still gone ahead and done this thing that I, and chose these trainers because I was on like... You told me about this test. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know. So, so I, I went onto the website that I think it's like Selfridges or something, and I picked out trainers that I thought, in my head, I thought that she'd like. Right. So I thought, and, and in my mind, I had them. And then I called her to the over to the laptop. I don't know why I did this because it hasn't altered my behaviour at all following it. And I said to, her, "Can I just ask you which of these trainers you like?" And she hated all of the ones that I had picked out in my mind's eye that she would like. Um, so I'm very, and then what I should have done from that is gone, okay, Lisa, I'm going to be honest with you. That is a bit of an experiment. I can't be trusted to choose trainers for you. But instead, because she'd chosen the handbag, I wanted to show a little bit of like, I can, you know, there's a bit of romance in choosing a present, right? So, yeah. so I've gone, I've gone on and chose, but I suspect that we're going to have the, the mirror opposite of, I've got I've got a handbag she likes, and there'll be trainers she doesn't like. Do you know what I mean? Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's so I've got a, I've got to now change the handbag. How did and she? Just, yeah. can, can I? Can, can you talk me through how uh, how Catherine uh, expresses to you that she? How did she? she, she, that she she's she very it? sweet, actually. She's very sweet. She she realised that the 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 thought that had gone into it, but she was like, she looked at the bag. She she was like chatting about it, but then she sort of said, I I don't really think it's for me she you could see she felt awful because she could see how much it mattered to me but yeah also i'd sooner that she told me that and we got another bag rather right than i spent money on a handbag that just sits in a and i i'm like a sort of goon who goes are you gonna take your handbag out and then she brings it out and she's sort of hiding it from people it's it's horrible isn't it that thing of like having to use a press i've had things where i've got i was going out of a girl once and uh the way I said that was like that was the end of the story. I was going out with a girl. I was going out with a girl once, and I used to wear caps. Well, I still I do now. Wear caps all the time, and I don't know why. I was even like my early twenties. I don't know why she thought this was a flex, but she bought me from the Warner Brothers store a, a matching. <laughs> she <laughs> she bought me a matching. Tasmanian devil cap and polo. Right. <laughs> How old were you, sorry? About 22, right? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fucking hell. Obviously, like, Warner Brothers-wise, Tasmanian devil would be the most edgy of all the characters you can get. <laughs> Imagine if, now, if that'd be me, she'd have brought me Goofy. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's one of those things where, like, I, I did like, I still do think Tasmanian Devil's like is is funny, right? But like, I don't I don't want to wear his merch. But like, but but I was really I was really into I was really into that relationship, and so she bought me the hat and the polo, and I pretended I liked him, and then because I pretended I liked him, I then obviously had to wear that, and, and you know, like, I don't, I don't know how you to explain. Together, you'd look like you work at, at the Warner Brothers store. <laughs> I mean, oh. just imagine being 22. Other people wearing fucking Ralph polos 
And I turn up. What's that logo, mate? I've not seen that before. Is that? Oh, it's the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> you see Rob, yeah? Oh, it's a Tony's Disney merch. Warner Brothers Disney merch. Yeah, yeah, man. I see you had a Harrington with Bugs Bunny on the other day. <laughs> crew, neck, crew neck with Donald Duck. Have you seen that? Have you seen that belt he's got with the Bugs Bunny buckle? You see those crisp Elmer Fudd trainers he wears. <laughs> Presents are hard though, man. Like, like when I was probably about the same sort of I was about twenty five. I was getting out of a girl, and I, I like she was. I was obsessed with her, right? And it came to her birthday, and her birthday was near mine, and she was obsessed with Madonna at the time. Right. So, I basically got a picture of Madonna. Yeah. And like this massive, like old poster of Madonna, and. Through a few people, da, da 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 I managed to actually get like her signature on this poster through some guys that I knew and whatever. And da da da. I'm That's not amazing. To this day sure how did you? How the hell did you manage to do that? The people I knew, uh, people had done rigging on stages, work work with things. I knew someone actually at the time who worked with Live Nation when she was touring. I, I'd sort of like to, to this day, if I'm honest with you, I'm not 100 percent sure that the signature is kosher. Sure. Um, but it hangs in this girl's house to this day. I think right. How do you and, know? Um, how do you know to this day? Because it's an amazing looking gift, and oh. she's a messing with. I'd hope it's still there. Yeah. Um, someone so what, I know. It's just it, the way friend. the way you said it hangs up to this day. <laughs> oh, it's sort of on the edges of sinister, actually. No, but <laughs> so I get this 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 poster right and sign poster. Get it framed. It was really really not, yeah. And she was over the moon with it. And then for my birthday, I think she got me some sort of jeans or something that didn't really fit that well mm-hmm. and then sort of dumped me about a week after that how long were you going out of her for i think about eight months maybe okay eight months remember. is a reasonable is a reasonable time to buy a gift like have you ever have you ever like gone in big like too early in the relationship and you thought i've absolutely fucked myself here yeah i mean i think we all don't i think you know what this is the thing about it i think when you're in a relationship you have to play a relationship like you are sort of Gary Neville in, do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 if, I, if, if, if you did given me a million guesses at what you were going to say there, <laughs> Gary Neville would have been my second. No, I'm joking. I never, I never would have got Gary Neville. No, but it's not necessarily just Gary Neville, but I'd say what you've got to look at, right, is going into a, like, quite in a relationship like a football team, mm. going in steady, few really decent steady performances nothing too flash just keeping yourself like head down fucking are you talking about, se- are you talking about sex now i'm talking about all of it i'm oh. just because <laughs> the worst thing you can do in a relationship is be paolo one chop or someone right remember paolo one chop yeah i love scores paolo an amazing one-chop. goal yeah. on his one of his first games to derby against man united when he takes yeah. on the whole of this man united team right yeah and he never ever from there ever eclipsed the moment bigger than that mm. that was him that was that was the peak of his powers right mm. Mm. okay because most of us like you, you of course you can dabble and you can be Mbappe right and you can come in you go in and you keep that consistently going that's fucking hard but if you come in here like Gary Neville steady right back even Elite Dixon mm. basically like look at your fucking relationship like you're a good fullback you're a decent fullback in a yeah. really top team and just steady steady every now and again you get forward and you get a goal and that, and that's how you, I think that would be the advice I give to any young person entering a relationship. I would describe it a little bit more like playing for sort of uh, being the shittest player on a Sunday league side. Uh, yeah. is how I would describe how I approach marriage, where you're so shit, even in that context, that the expectations of the fans, in this instance being your wife, are so low, so, so rock bottom low. That even if you manage to complete a throw on, <laughs> you'd be more yeah. like a mascot. Like you get everyone <laughs> revved up at the start, and then so <laughs> someone else takes over. A couple of times I've got loose of really good presents. But, you know, like with, with, with other relationships, you know, when you sort of think you go, you go really big because you want to sort of 
there's the dangers when you start a relationship. You're so excited about being in that relationship, and you're so like, yeah. a fucking, I want this to be good that you go big, and actually, it can have a detrimental effect. It, it, it actually looks a bit kind of like fucking hell. This guy's a bit. This is a bit yeah. full on. Do you know what I mean? Oh mate, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be quite honest. Through nearly all of my twenties in every relationship that I was in. Desperation fucking eeks from every pore in my body. Right, right. <laughs> the, the, so the, pathetic. The, the level... They even thought that someone was going out with me. Mate, 100%. My, my, the gratitude that I would feel that somebody actually wanted to be shackled to me in a relationship, it, you just come across as so fucking now, thirsty. Honestly, honestly, when I've been given shit gifts in my 20s from someone, right, I swear on my life, I've turned around and said, don't worry about presents. Being with you is my present. <laughs> <laughs> I've just brought someone a miniature dash hound. I, I would be like, you know how I remind, I remind myself of when I was in those relationships in my 20s? Is that yeah. the, the woman that Eddie Murphy's supposed to marry at the beginning of Coming to America? You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> just... At, desperate to do anything if that means it will please the other person oh mate you know what when i think about some of the fucking like i remember um i was probably about 18 19 and i was at home with my parents and i really really liked this girl and she was picking me up and we were going to go out and sort of meet some other people and go for it. and my mum's quite sort of she my mum so my mum's sort of vegetarian vegan she loves all that sort of cooking so she's quite new age with her thinking and you know so she basically made these cauliflower fritters Right, right. Um, spicy That's cauliflower nice. fritters, and me being greedy, uh, even yeah, I just chowed a load of these down, um, not even thinking of the repercussions of what that would do to my smell and my breath. And <laughs> I remember getting in the car with this guy, and her friend was there. And you know, like when someone's got a friend, <laughs> you where... got into a car, yeah, with having in friend, shit right? loads of cauliflower fritters. <laughs> And her friend, I could tell her friend just. I could see her looking in the rearview mirror, and her friend just trying not to burst into laughter because I stank so much. Right? <laughs> and me being me, I'd like lathered on jupe. Do you know what I mean? I I was like glazed in jupe. Do you know what I mean? And you could still smell the cauliflower fritters. And we bounce into this fucking place, and I could see like sort of the emergence of the fact that before I knew it. Everyone in this bar knew that it was me who stank of, of cauliflower fritters. And even to this day, like, I still know this girl. She still jokes about the stink. Like, you know, it really had like an impact on me as a human. And just even now thinking I get chills down my spine of thinking of, yeah, I had so many dates like that. There were just all like, times you'd go out with girls that you'd really like and think, oh, this might be the... And also, let me just tell I think even looking back now, I was firmly in the friend zone there. I was in a car with her and her friend turning up at a pub, like one of the girls. It's like we live the same life, bro. Like, yeah. the number of times I would, like, I'd be chatting to girls, I'd convince myself that this girl, there's a couple that sort of spring to mind, convince myself that I'm on the edge of having a relationship with this girl. And <laughs> there's absolutely no way. She saw me as, like, some sort of asexual pet that she'd bring with her. No, no. I will, I will fucking tell you the worst thing that's ever fucking happened, right? This is genuinely, right? So you know, like when you're uh, when you're that age, and you sort of like you, you're knocking around in a group, these guys and girls and whatever, and you might just go up. And I remember all of us going up to uptown and fucking going to one of those clubs in uh, on Leicester Square. You know, like fucking can't remember one of those awful clubs in Leicester Square. And I'm with this girl, and I'm thinking, oh, oh there's a good chance that things might you know kick on here. Yeah, you know, I've sort of like you know, we text a lot, we call a lot, and we sort of like get on and sort of I make a laugh, right? And uh, she starts talking to this guy. And I sort of like squeeze over and I'm like, yo, you're all right, how you doing, you all right? And she's like, this is genuine. She turns around and says, um, this is Tom. He's like a big sister to me. Oh. <laughs> it's genuinely. <laughs> Someone has just taken, like literally walked up with still soak up boots and just yeah. punted you as hard as he yeah. can in the balls. Yeah. And I didn't go, a big sister. I was like, hey, how you doing? Like, oh, yeah, just God. running my foot. <laughs> Oh man, it's so bad because you 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 haven't even got the self belief to kind of oh. to kick against no, no, that. No, no. You go, yeah, you no. know me, just big sis Tom. <laughs> well, your big sister's gonna go get some drinks. <laughs> yeah. You better not. You better not hurt my little sister because, whoa, 
I'll be coming for you, child. And <laughs> just, just the guy walking up to the girl a bit later and going, yo, yo, I've just seen your big sister crying in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mate, I relate to that so much. That fucking... I remember, like, when I was a kid at school, just being... I was so, so fat, like, with a lazy eye that... And, and I remember, like, not realising... What, how other kids saw me, or, or you know, and I remember like there's a girl that we, I, I don't know if I told you, there's a girl that everybody fancied, and we, this, we were about nine, right? But there was this girl yeah. that had just joined the school for some reason. If you join a school late, you oh, become yeah. the most yeah. attractive person in the whole year group, right? So, yeah, this girl started, and and unless of, you're me and you, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to say now, like we're the only ones <laughs> to break that duck. You seen that new kid? Yeah, it's the most it's the most hideous looking gargle I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> how do you know the word gargle? You're very young to know that. I learned it specifically. I actually asked my mum what a word would be for something. That I drew a picture like, of the new kid like... and she said, "Oh, he looks like a gargle." <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the, the couple of mates were like talking about, like sort of joking around. All of these boys fancied her. They're joking about who she might want to go out with. And then uh, one of the guys went, why don't you go out with Ramesh? And um, she, it's very difficult to explain the nuance of this. She laughed like that was a joke at her expense. (laughs) Like, and and then everyone started laughing. And the very idea that she would be involved with me (laughs) would be like a prank on her. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not the really good-looking boy that my mum keeps telling me I am. <laughs> my mum never told me that. Well, honestly, my mum my really fucking... I, I know that you know parents, it's nice when parents pick you up, but to give a boy like me the impression that I was, you know, good, oh, my good-looking, handsome son, and then I go into school and I go... Just come home. I, I didn't I never did this, but just one day come home and go, Mum, can I just have a chat with you? Um, I, I don't mind what the answer is. It's just that you keep telling me I'm good looking, but all of my social interactions seem pretty much consistent with a kid who's fucking hideous. So do you want to just own up to me? <laughs> I looked about 40 when I was that age anyway. I was... <laughs> I was so tall and gangly. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, it's made us stronger, right? It has made us stronger, yeah, yeah. And and what's also clear about it, what I'm really happy about, is it still, it doesn't bother us now. We've definitely drawn a line under it. Right, no, no, and, no, it no, has to, no. and it definitely, yeah. you know, what I'd be worried about, Tom, is if it had left us with any ongoing hang-ups that we carry with us to this day. <laughs> but I think it's quite clear, we've absolutely put that to bed, and we are ready to rock. <laughs> Neither of us have actually done that much about our appearance either. No, no. Do you know how how, how much anxiety it's given me? It's given me so much anxiety. I will agonise after this podcast about saying the words "ready to rock." That that that's that's how much baggage I've got. <laughs> also, um, okay. you know when you see some people you went to school with, yeah. who are sort of tubby and they're, they're all chiselled now, that sort of like they've got a really sort of swag look about them. Me and you still look like, like, oh, no. like me and you. If you showed a picture of me and you go, "What do you think these two are like at school?" They go, "They're pretty funny kids," but sort of like you know. L- losers. <laughs> At least you're intelligent. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to do a couple of emails? Yeah, yeah hit us up, boy. Hit us up. All right. Uh, so here we go. Um, oh, but oh, just one thing while I'm looking for looking for this email that I want to find. Um, a few people have emailed a bit annoyed about this running race thing. Yeah, I mean, look, I just think the spectacle of it, I wasn't in probably the best fitness and the best shape for it so i think when you're back from your secret location and when we can be in a studio together which hopefully we can be in a studio together once you're back from oh, your mate, secret destination we're gonna be doing podcasts together right yeah 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 so we need to yeah own that shiz okay here we go so this one is i'm gonna keep this guy anonymous for his benefit he's not asked to be anonymous but okay but it's just anyway you'll see what i mean uh, morning, Lisa, Romish, and Tom. I hope you're all well and have had a good week. Well, Lisa's moved from. She's gone yeah. first. Wow, that's mad, isn't it? So what is well, this? Good sh- for Lisa. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the shrew wolf in our podcast. 
For, um, you okay. know what? When we started off with this, Lisa was, you know, no and Lisa was doing brilliantly, and Lisa was sort of like, you know, looking at emails. Now it feels like Lisa has a pet owl and a pet wolf. I know. <laughs> it's Lisa's yeah. podcast. If you'd like to say, if you'd like me to pass on a message to the two animals that I keep. <laughs> well, she's Carol Baskin. <laughs> everybody everybody wonders how the owl died. A lot of people say that that, that Lisa killed it and fed it to the wolf. But <laughs> <laughs> just deep fried him in batter and Coated in sweet and sour sauce, yeah. <laughs> just sprinkled with seaweed. Um, okay. Uh, my question, there's a. He said some very nice things about the podcast. My question problem is, is it wrong for me to get so excited about meeting up with my mates for a round of golf or beers in their garden? I've got a round booked on Sunday because obviously things are relaxing, aren't they? And I'm already getting ready for it. Golf clothes washed and ready, clubs ready. I'm ready and excited to see my mates and play golf. My girlfriend sees how excited I am and comments that I'm never this excited to do things with her and our one-year-old daughter. She's probably right as I'm visibly more excited about golf, but I love them more than anything, especially golf for my mates. I don't, I don't know what that... I, I love them more than anything, especially golf for my mates. Should I play it down or is it okay to be excited like a child to see the boys for golf and garden beers? Uh, Tom? Well, my, my wife... Um, do you know what? One of the sweetest things is... When I got back from golf, when the golf, uh, and after the first lockdown and golf sort of uh, first came back, mm. it was so, she was so lovely because she could see how excited I was to come back and to uh, just, yeah, because it just meant a lot just going out and a beer and playing golf. And, and I think it's fine to be excited about doing that because we've not been able to do it for ages. What I will say is this, and this is what I sort of have tried to do, and, and it's really difficult, but. I think now things are opening up again and we are getting a position where you have got that is, is make sure that you're planning things that you're doing with your wife and your daughter that you're as excited about as like, I'm, I'm so excited just to go out for a meal with my wife. I can't wait just to sit in a, a restaurant and have a meal together and a couple of drinks. Mm. And I think make sure she knows that you're as excited about that. And and as men, I'm, I'm not perfect. Uh, quite a lot of the time. I'm, I really have trouble sometimes conveying my, uh, my emotions across so and saying like, oh yeah, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so, you know, and, or, you know, in any little thing, sometimes just conveying that, it can, can be quite, quite difficult. And I think, because golf is, you know, doing these things, you, you do, you are buzzing or whatever, just going and seeing your mates, you will be like, you know, but I think it's just trying to find a way of conveying that to your wife that you are looking forward to doing something with them as much. Look, the truth of it is, it's quite, um, it's quite understandable that you'd be visibly excited about doing golf and going out with your mates because it's something you haven't been able to do for such a long time. Whereas you have been able to be with your 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 other half and your daughter or something. Human nature is you you take for you're not you're not taking for granted, but you just sort of accept the things that you've got with you all the time and you get excited about the things that you haven't been able to do. So having said all of that, that I can understand why your other half might, I don't know find that, you know, like sort of feel like it's a bit weird that you're getting so excited. But I, I just think you just got to reassure her, mate. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, this is um, this is a thing where you just go, uh, I, I am excited about doing this because it's something I enjoy doing. But obviously that doesn't, it doesn't mean that I love doing that more than I love you. I mean, I got really excited about The Force Awakens coming out and I talked about it nonstop and I wanted to go really go and watch it. It doesn't mean I love that film more than my wife and children, although it's up there. Uh, no, I'm joking. All, all, you know, all I'm saying is that your human nature is to get excited about things that, to get excited about things and the things that you've got in your life all the time. It'd be fucking mad if you're waking up every morning and going to, holy shit, I'm with you again. Woo! Do you know what I mean? That would be, I would say, more worrying, actually. So, um, look, she's feeling a little bit, understandably, a little bit, you know, put out. What you just got to do, explain to her there's absolutely nothing that can compare to those two people in your life. They're the most important people in your lives. And nothing, no level of excitement about golf or mates will even come close to challenging that. First, you know, finally, I would like to say you sound like an absolutely great guy. You sound, you sound, like, like, a, a you sound like a wonderful, wonderful bloke. Yeah. And, and let me, so on that, it, you know, if you ever fancy a game of golf, hit us up on the fucking Wolf and Our podcast. Email in if you are ever around the Crawley area or 
or around London. Not the Crawley game of golf. You don't. Why are you saying Crawley area? You don't live anywhere near. Well, I'll travel down to you. We'll have a game of golf with him. The three of us playing golf would be fun. How do you know that? We'd have a laugh. Me and you would definitely. You'd be funny. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know that you, me, and this guy would have a laugh? I just feel it in him that he'd be fun. He'd be excited. But imagine how excited he'd be playing the golf with the game of golf with the wolf for now. Do you know what I think would happen? I think it'd be. I think it, there's a possibility to be excited for about. I don't know. And then he'd five, see how five shit to six we both minutes. are at golf. Yeah, and he just sort of the reality of the fact that he's about to spend three hours with people that he actually doesn't get on with would 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 and hit home. Golf. Yeah, and, and then he'd go home, and his missus be absolutely fucking furious about how excited he's been about it all day, just wanking his head off about going to play golf with the wolf for now. <laughs> you know, the owl had the shrew as his caddy. <laughs> Sure. Good, good luck, mate. Good luck. Uh, this next email is from from Josh and Michael. I think I can uh, say their names. Um, writing on behalf of two of your biggest fans in Israel. Wow, Israel. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know you love that stuff. Um, I'm originally from London, and Michael is from the Netherlands, and we've been living out here for some time. Absolutely loving the podcast. Uh, Michael and I are best mates, and we often lean on each other for advice in all matters. In this case, we're experiencing a very similar problem at the same time and have no idea how to help each other. So I'd love to hear the thoughts of the wolf and owl. In Israel, offices have remained open during the pandemic and with the majority of the country already vaccinated, working from full or almost full to capacity offices is the norm again. Michael and I work for different companies but are suffering from sitting next to newly hired colleagues with unbearable hygiene issues. Um, Michael's has toxic bad breath and mine has unbearable body odour. Neither of us know the best, most sensitive way to address the problem to find a remedy. We don't know if it's right to get a manager involved. It's a bit fucking hard. Speak directly to the culprit. It seems too mean. Okay. Uh, especially as we don't know if the cause is lax hygiene standards or a medical condition. We both want to be sweet, sweet souls. But it's beca- this is a joke here, and I wanna know, I'd love to know your uh, take on this one. Uh, but it's becoming impossible to focus the work sitting next to B.O. Walcott. Would love to hear your thoughts about how to approach the issue. <laughs> I like Peter Walker. I'm not I thought you'd like you. I thought you'd like that. Um, look, there's many different ways. I remember when I was a kid at school, um, uh, we had a like a little farter at school. Like I was probably about nine or ten, and um, <laughs> someone was farting in class, and the teacher made us all stand up and then came around and smelt all our bums. Oh my god! Are you being serious? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate, 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 mate. Is that That's teacher true. still working in education? No, no. Mrs. Craven, her name was. Well, I assume she's she in. Pr- a- I assume she's in prison. <laughs> she put a dead fox once, a bit of roadkill for us all to draw, uh, and just flies and stuff in the summer, just buzzing all around the uh, class. Yes, yeah. So she she did that, but uh, and this is the thing right now. I because now I'm a bit older. Where, I know sorry, the where the fuck did you go to school, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I know that farts she, don't hang around she, your bum, right? Sorry, sorry. Okay, Karen, sorry. I'm go, go, go. No, no, go, go. No, it's just a, a woman who brought a dead, brought a dead. That is, first of all, that alone, I think, as a teacher, is a fucking red card offence. Bringing a dead right. fox for the children to draw, right? Yeah. Secondly, she she sniffed every one of your asses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you t- did you go home and tell your parents if if my if one of our kids <laughs> came home? And said our funny story. <laughs> there was a kid that kept farting in class, and the teacher got us to all stand up, and she and they sniffed our asses. I would be, I would be honestly, I'd be at the school the next morning with a fucking legal team. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I told my mum. I think my mum complained at the time, but um, yeah, so she she got struck off. Like she was quite, very religious and quite a strange being. But anyway, look, number one, farts don't hang around with your bum. We know that now. Uh, at the time, she uh, um, blamed a kid called Daniel Lemon. Uh, so he was just n- like known as a stinky kid. Actually, probably wasn't even Daniel Lemon. Um, but anyway, what my point is, guys, is this. You should try and engineer some way of saying, oh, look, someone smells in the office um, and then just get like the senior manager to go around and smell the armpits of all the staff or the breath of all the staff and then just go, oh, it's this guy. <laughs> and then that, because to be fair, the farting thing sort of stopped after she did that. I think everyone was worried yeah, because about da- you know, because Daniel Lemon was dead. He'd been beaten shitless <laughs> by all the other kids in his class for being the no, farter of the school. I just think 
people saw that there was gonna there was fucking repercussions. So whether you can just do something like that could work. I yeah, think that, yeah. If, or... you, if you if you if you want to do the thing that Tom's teacher, who was subsequently struck off, did, then please feel free to do that. Go on. What's your other right, option? So Bearing in mind that you was your that. that was your first one, so I'm dying yeah, to know what that. the second one was. Or what you do is right if it's a person with bo, you start sneaking like cans of the agent into his bag or into his desk or whatever or her could be her whoever it is right you start putting deodorant into their things and just slowly if you they see enough deodorant they'll start using it or you know in so the when case they, of when the they come bag, in and they go fuck it you know, my bag's really heavy <laughs> i was wondering why it was so heavy so i've barely been able to pick it up and then i open up there's 35 cans of deodorant in it. <laughs> Maybe I should start using this. That's what. Yeah. Do you not think their inst- their instinctive reaction might be? Who the fuck has done it? It's not going to be. Oh well, I've got this. I've got this deodorant fairy that keeps leaving deodorant in my bag. I'm just yeah, but then st- you, they'd hopefully use it, right? So is that is it like an you're, you're talking about like an anonymous kind of bullying? <laughs> no, and it like obviously then you put extra strong mints in. Or um, I tell you what's really good for the guy with bad breath or the person with bad breath is airwaves. No, 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 no. Can I say something? Extra strong mints as a cure for bad breath, bad breath is such a fallacy because what you get is minty dog shit breath, right? <laughs> this idea that it cures it, it's like you've put, it's like you've put Colgate on a turd. It, it, it doesn't cure it. You need to look at the causal issues of that. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think you've got two ways there of dealing with it. No. no, or send an anonymous email. That's actually, do you know what? Of the you managed to finally pull a a, a, a borderline usable idea out of your ass at the last second there, because actually no, that's that's not bad. Oh, I think I'd probably go with the first one. Yeah, if you want, um, look, and, yeah. So I would say the way that I would do it is send an email to your manager going, "Would you mind sniffing the armpits <laughs> of everyone that works here?" No, only everyone on that little circular desk or whatever. And, and just, ju- ju- or yeah, and just so you know, I know who it is, but I'd like you to sniff everyone's armpits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or... That would work, though, no? Yeah. Or if you want to, over the course of uh, a few weeks, just keep buying deodorant cans and sneaking them into this or person's bag. what you could do is get someone to start going out with the person so that they sort of build a trust and a bit of love and emotion with them. Mm. And then they say, oh, babe, do you know that you actually smell a bit? Yeah. What, and then and then that friend will say to you, can I just ask why it is you hooked me up with the smelliest bastard in the office? No, no, they're in on it. The person they're in on, on it. it. So they've got to enter into a relationship. <laughs> can you do me a favour? There's, there's somebody at work that stinks a bit. So I need you to have, I need you to enter into a relationship with them. They used to do a whip round in the office and get like 500 quid. Would you go out? With somebody for five hundred quid, what had bad personal hygiene? Yeah, yeah. Probably went up before I was married. I would have, yeah, right. just to help out a whole, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so there you go. There's some advice. I mean, the, the sad truth, the sad indictment. Even if they stank and had awful fucking personal hygiene, yeah, I wouldn't be odds in the fact that they go out of me. Even if they stank, terrible breath, hideous personality, and bought me a matching Tasmanian devil hat and polo, I'd still be absolutely delighted. <laughs> you were going there, you had found someone to go. <laughs> oh, I love you, Rob. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, look, the truth is, the truth is that I think if you want this tackled, the thing that you have to do is have a discreet conversation with them. It's the truth of it. Yeah. You've got to decide whether having that conversation is more or less difficult than putting up with that for the rest of your working life, basically. And, yeah. and, and also... It, it's one of those things where it will hurt them at the time, but actually you are doing them a huge favour. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, you need to just speak to them about it, man. All right, Tommy, Should it's about that out? time. Yeah, please do, brother. Please do. Well, there was a gardener, a sweet, sweet soul, who planted two seeds. One was of a sunflower and one was of a... A uh, plant that wasn't as pretty as a sunflower, uh, or maybe just a big bush, or a rose of kind. Anyway, as the sun started to shine and the water lay into the dewy soil, the sunflower started to grow, and it started to be beautiful and such. Uh, and the 
bush, stroke tree type thing, was just a horrible big stick coming out of the, the ground. And people used to walk past the sunflower and say, oh, my God, the sunflower's amazing, amazing. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. And they'd ignore the stick. Anyway, years became decades and decades became a little <laughs> bit longer, whatever comes after that. And although the sunflower every year came back, people have become bored of its sort of sunny yellow flowerism, and they got used to, to seeing it. And one day, a man and his wife and kids walked past and saw this big, beautiful oak tree standing next to the sunflower. And he said, look at that tree and how lovely it is. And the kid said, can we climb it? And he said, yes, but this tree is strong enough to take your weight climbing. Um, and uh, its strongness has been developed over years of toil and hard weather and, and listening to people rave about the sunflower. And as the two kids start to clamber up the tree, the mum shouts, kids, kids, be careful not to fall on the sunflower for it can't take your weight. The moral of this story is some people will grow quickly and shine, but they won't be able to take the weight of a child or something else falling on them because they haven't got the know-how or whether or to do it. Don't worry if it takes a little longer to shine, for one day you'll become a tree. I'm out. That was uh, that was one of your best ones, I think. I genuinely think oh, it's, so. It's enjoyable, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know if it was... Um, the fact that you you couldn't think of a, what the the tree might be when it first started growing, or the yeah. fact that you started with years and didn't leave yourself much where to go, <laughs> much where I mean I've absolutely fucked myself there. Um, but it, I loved it. You know what I was talking about, though, yeah. Yes, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, if that if that's your absolute target <laughs> for conversation, that I sort of roughly know what you're talking about, then yes, you're doing very well. <laughs> Maga. <laughs> and by the way, I said my guy, not Maga, which has been oh, yeah, yeah. at the end of all of these signing off with Maga, make America yeah. great again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, peace out from the wolf and the owl. See you next time. <laughs> Adios. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.